1: House of Hunks, Honeys, and Heffalumps, honing handiness. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 203, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your excited exclaimers, excavating excellent eggcorns.
0: I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris.
1: I want to start the show off with a, another fan listener question I thought it was really good from, mm-hmm. her, from our page uh, on Facebook. Rachel Lazarin asked us, what fictional universe would you want to be thrown into? Oh. And would you be heroes or villains oh. in that universe? Oh, While well, you guys think, ab- think about it, I'll share yeah. what I said. I thought about it for a long time because I was like, mm. there's so many cool universes I want to be in, but I'm actually really scared of danger. Mm-hmm. And so uh-huh. anything that poses like a life-threatening danger, I was like, oh, that's cool. But I was like, mm, I kind of don't want to live my life good like that. That's um, good self-knowledge. That's good. So I... Want to be a third or fourth tier small time uh, villain, uh, like Mm -hmm. a super ridiculous themed villain in the DC universe, specifically in Gotham City. Uh So I'd be one of those. The like bad villain. You'd be a
2: henchman. I, yeah, or no, a hench no. person.
1: <laughs> I, I i would be like Crazy Quilt. Oh, okay. Or okay. Condiment King. <laughs> okay, got you it. You know, the really okay. <laughs> bad fiend of uh, like the villains. Orca. Like
2: yeah. head, head of your own crew, but yeah, like yeah. nowhere near like Joker on like no, Batman's
1: no, no, radar. I mean, Batman, yeah. would it hunt you down? No. Yeah. Like I'm just there for but flavor text But a super villain
3: might try to get you to help support a plan maybe that they have yeah, yeah but then
1: cute. they're they're kind of they're facing the danger yeah, yeah i'm just there to maybe you know scare people or, or get in and push yeah. a button <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 so that's what that's what Let's i go. think huh
2: I mean, I guess for me, I mean the obvious answer is Star Wars. <sighs> but again, as you say, Karen, there's a lot of danger in that. Yeah, universe. they just blow yeah. up
3: planets yeah. without any forewarning. And that, and universe. and it's
2: like you know, if you choose good guy or bad guy, you have a lot of peril. And if you if you choose neither, then most of the worlds that we've seen is a pretty crummy life. It seems like you know what? I'm gonna say yeah. I would go into the Smurfs fictional universe. would you be
3: a
1: whoa?
2: I would be a bad guy, and I would work with Gargamel because, <laughs> frankly, I want to find out. If they do taste you good. You look
1: like his nephew a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Apprentice.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And he hang out with his cat. I mean, yeah. he's a little abusive. With so Asriel the cat. Yeah, Asriel yeah. the cat. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah.
2: And you know, I mean, at the end of the day, no one's ever really in any mortal danger.
3: That's true. true. That's a good answer. I <laughs> would I would do Willy Wonka World. Ooh, I did not because think of that. There's not really mortal peril. Steaks, yeah. But there is magic mm-hmm. and it's related to candy. I would like to be in the factory after Charlie takes over. Oh, Not
0: wow. with Willy Wonka. Now we're going to a... a yeah, you want to set the, set a the time period. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, that's important. Not with story. Wonka,
3: because he's cutthroat. Yeah, that's and I, true. And I feel like that's, that's going to be a stressful life. Did you... um I saw on the internet... I thought this was the most... This blew my mind when I saw this on the internet about the Willy Wonka movie, where it was like, did you notice the boat... Had exactly enough seats for the number of people who were left on the tour because he knew <laughs> that he was going to lose the gloops. He was going to weed it out.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. At least two people, <laughs> yeah. the kid and the parent. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Like, even, like, it. I was like, oh, wow, Hogwarts. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, the people danger. Died. People die and yeah. stuff. I think, I well, like,
0: again, I think that you would say post-war Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
4: okay. yeah. okay.
1: <laughs> you
0: know, I mean, first of all, I would say, if you want to do that, just go to Universal Studios. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, or would day. you be?
3: Would you be your age in the Harry Potter world after the war? Or oh, would you be well, a Would child? you want to be a right, student? Right,
0: right. We're talking about going back to school. and <laughs> I mean, Yeah, there are wizarding tests and things but like most that. Most teachers but are... like. Sure. yeah that's like <laughs> it's still it still seems like you I, might I, audit a few classes i don't maybe. want to go back to any high school right <laughs> yeah. So we like, yeah yeah
3: <laughs> you could be the game teacher at hogwarts
0: oh i could go and t- i could i could teach
1: like not well, what like if they are, probably have other a pub quiz, quiz master at the pub
0: we're getting so specific okay. into, again, okay, I'm okay. this
1: time
2: period but after this but before that right and I'm in the pub <laughs> but I don't go
0: outside
2: and I have this job well, but yeah
0: yeah let's just avoid Harry Potter okay okay entirely and just yeah. and just go for the safe answer obviously just he man and the masters of the universe
1: Oh, oh that's mortal that's you yeah that's you well, but I'm not getting no I'm not
0: gonna be messing <laughs> with Skeletor or whoever I'm Going to be In, hanging out, yeah, yeah. eating massive turkey legs. Yeah. Because, you know, it's yeah. keto. <laughs> uh, I think that would be that would be good. There's oh, also some good loincloth. Everybody wears the same yeah. loincloth, so you <laughs> yeah. don't have to decide what you're going to wear. That yeah, day. a lot of topless
3: men cruising around. Yep,
0: okay. exactly. And that's right. a good it's universe because it's a
2: simpler time, and yet they have advanced technology. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, right. Right. Right.
1: right, right. I love all of your answers. Very good, <laughs> okay. very yeah. good. All right, well, thanks, Rachel, for that that, that mind opening question. <laughs> I know, I was like, like, oh, <gasps> uh, well. Without further ado, let's start off with our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz! Hot shot. And I picked a random Trivial Pursuit card, and this is from a different edition. I'm excited. It is Trivial Pursuit Music Singles.
2: Oh, okay. Not like
1: single songs. Okay, yeah. Like, I think they're just like one-off. Anyways. All mm-hmm. uh, right. But all, at all the music ready.
2: related. Yes. Okay.
1: okay. Buzzers at the Ready, Blue Wedge. What band is the folk rock duo created by Amy Ray and Emily Saliers? Oh. Saliers, uh, Colin. That
2: is the Indigo Girls. Correct. Yeah.
1: Indigo Girls. They sang a song about Galileo.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: uh, Pink wedge. Which Shakira song won Record and Song of the Year at the 2006 Latin Grammy Awards? Oh, is it the hips don't lie song? No.
3: no.
2: Oh,
1: now I have another guess. Go for it. Whenever, whatever. No, it is La Tortura. What? Hmm. So it is Latin Grammys. Hmm. It is a a Spanish language song. All right, well. Makes sense. There you go. Uh, Yellow Edge, what group fronted by Will I Am won three awards at the 2006 American Music Awards? Everybody! Black Black Eyed Eyed Peas. Peas. Can you name the three other people in Black Eyed Peas other than Will I Am? Fergie, Taboo, taboo, Opti No
3: hesitation. (laughs) I saw them in the late nineties, like before they My were goodness. cool. Pre-Fergie? <laughs> oh yeah, Pre- <laughs> Pre- Pre-Fergie. pre-Fergie. Pre-Fergie.
1: Yeah, they had a few this, singers. This definitely. was, uh, yeah. this was on Pup Trivialized, like, can you name, other than Fergie and Lilian, <laughs> name one of the other two? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Good job. Purple Wedge. What Puerto Rican born rapper is considered to be the queen of reggaeton?
2: Oh. Puerto Rican born rapper, queen of reggaeton. Man, you know what? This sounds like a familiar question, doesn't it? Anyone no. else? Hmm. I'm just stalling.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I,
3: pretending, like.
1: <laughs> I don't have an answer. Either. It is. Ivy Queen.
3: Hmm. Oh. I don't know. I don't does. know either.
1: All right. All right. Well, now it's in the punch bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Green Wedge, what former frontman for the Cars helped produce albums for Weezer, Hole, and Bad Religion? I didn't know that. Dana b- Busen first. I think we bought that
3: Rick Ocasek. Uh,
1: yeah. Rick, Rick Ocasek, yep. correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last question, Orange Wedge. What two thousand and two John Mayer hit about an afternoon tryst won him a Grammy for Best Male Pop Vocal Performance. Dana, your body is a wonderland. Correct about oh, Jennifer
3: Love Hewitt. Really? Is that she true? was in the video. She was oh, in the video. Okay, oh. but oh, they did date okay. around then, so mm. maybe. Mm. Your body is like a theme park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you want to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> you eat too much popcorn. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right, right, spinny rides. The zipper.
3: After, after a short time, you want to leave.
0: Your, your body is a traveling carnival. Your body is a tilt a world. Your,
3: your body is a sack of clams. <laughs>
2: After we were done, I couldn't find my car.
3: <laughs> so where is it? Beep, yeah. beep,
2: beep,
1: beep. It's so dark.
0: Your body is a rigged ring toss game. <laughs>
1: oh,
0: my God. Your body is a fried Oreo.
1: <sighs> Your body is a uh, – what I've seen once was uh, and had <laughs> was at the Salt Lake City. Uh, it was the Utah State Fair. I was there you know, for, for a race but just happened to be State Fair season. And it was a a cheese stuffed hot dog wrapped around a whole dill pickle. Wait, wait, wait! wait. wait no. I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Whoa! A
2: hot dog wrapped around? Yeah, I mean, no, no, or sorry, like, sorry, sorry. Encasing
1: so a the here it, oh. concentric. Oh, 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 okay. Inside oh, cheese. Okay. Uh-huh. Next layer, hot dog <laughs> all around. Wow. Next layer, a whole pickle. Wow. All around. So the
0: hot dog was in the pickle. Yes. Yeah. They hollowed out they hollowed the pickle. They hollowed out pickle
1: to put the yeah. hot dog what? with the cheese. I was imagining
3: a spear wrapped around it. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <It was laughs> a whole dill pickle oh my
1: God. dipped in uh, corn batter. What? Like corn dog batter yeah. and then deep fried. <gasps> did you try it? No. I did.
2: I would try yeah. it.
1: It's not bad. It's it's really hard to eat. You don't say. <laughs> yeah. It's like a burrito because none of those layers
0: cohere with each other. Yeah, so yeah. Like you take
2: one bite, and falls. then there's like six layers of
0: right cheese, pickle, cheese pouring out. There's a there's a, a surprising amount of pickle. <laughs> it is, you get yeah. like a lot, a lot of pickle pickle <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh,
2: yeah, I really underestimated the contribution of the pickle to this. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> hot oh, pickle man. juice. <laughs> Your body is a uh, Oh. scalding uh, corn dog <laughs> <and> pickles <laughs> like, yeah. cheese stuff all right <laughs> Well, today's episode, Colin, what's our theme? Oh, our
2: theme for today is uh, the great escape. Ooh. Escapes. I was watching <laughs> I was watching a prison movie, uh, just one of many, many. We don't need to get too into it. It may be on a, be on a quiz that one of you have uh, in the show. Oh, I today. see. I was watching a prison movie, and if you're watching a movie that's set in prison, uh, there's a better than average chance it's going to be about someone trying to escape from that prison. Yep. And I got to thinking, like, oh, escape what a perfect what a perfect topic that would be for our show uh, of all its varieties yeah. uh, escape artists escaping from prison fleeing from whatever Justice. scenario you're trapped oh, yeah. in so yeah i thought that would be a good uh, world for us to explore or get away from hmm.
1: this week we're busting out the great escape <laughs>
0: As soon as you hear the word escape, you're going to think Harry Houdini can't have an escape show without yeah. talking at least a little bit yeah. about it. You're yeah. like a big the Harry Master. Houdini fan. I was... You know, uh, this has been exaggerated, I think, over the years. Oh, but, okay. I mean, we have talked about, I think, on this show. Yes. I think we even tweeted out a photograph, maybe, yes. at some yes. point. Yes, yes, yes. Of, uh, of me in seventh grade dressed up as Harry Houdini uh, for the Wax Museum, which is the ridiculous thing that they did in seventh grade, <laughs> where they made us all dress up like <laughs> historical figures and do uh-huh. research on them. But then... Literally stand there stock still
4: as <laughs> parents his and siblings would
0: come walking through the gym, uh, witnessing you <laughs> having to just stand there. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Um, they
3: didn't want to do any more plays. And no, yeah. yeah, apparently
0: not. Uh, but yeah, I was Harry Houdini. Um, and, uh, and so I did a lot of reading about Harry Houdini. Fascinating guy. Oh, We've, I, I talked about Houdini. him extensively on the show on Good Job Brain before, uh, in his capacity as a uh, myth buster. He mm. was a, he was a yeah. devoted. uh, a Cult,
2: anti-occult, yeah,
0: indeed. In an era in which a lot of people were like, "Oh yeah, you know, s- psychics Sex. and se- uh, seances, seances, yeah. seances are totally real and stuff," and he really wanted to uh, yeah, bust bust that up. His day job. <laughs> <as it were. laughs> He was, a, he was a magician he was a magician mm-hmm. but he focused on a lot of um, escape escape routines and things of that nature Houdini was a big myth buster when it came to like seances and things like that but he was also totally okay uh, with letting people believe um, you know that <laughs> That's he true mm-hmm. was that he himself was always totally on the up and up with his escape routines right so mm-hmm. I want to I, I want to just talk about like three of Houdini's escape routines things that he would do in public uh, okay. what he would do is so this is by the way, this is all kind of like turn of the century, 1900s, 1910s, 20s, 30s. He died in the in the, in the 30s. So he'd come into town, and, and it would be Harry is going to be performing at such and such a theater tomorrow night. Uh, but before he would do that, he would do some kind of display in public uh, as a way of getting attention, as a way of mm. advertising. And so that's why when he would do some of these escapes, and you know, people would crowd around, and they'd say, you know, sometimes he'd have like fifty thousand people. Watching him do this stuff. One of the things that he would do was the milk can yeah, escape, yeah. Um, where they would take a milk can, which is a, a sort of like a jug about half the height of a human being. You know, maybe a little bit taller than that. A man could fit in one of these things, and he duck down inside of it. But they'd actually first they'd fill it with water, so they'd fill it in up the, with water. In the canister. Yeah, in the canister, and he'd get into a canister full of water, and then they'd put the lid on it. By the time they're putting the lid on this thing, it's. As far as you can tell, full of water. And he's submerged inside this thing. Okay. And um, put the lid on and they use locks, padlocks, to padlock the lid on this thing. And then they chuck it in the lake. And okay. then prior to this, they'd have people come up and inspect it. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. no so, yeah. tricks. Yeah. False panels. You could, panel you could look real. at it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, reassure yourself that there was nothing, you know, no no trickery with this with this milk can. Houdini would get inside. They'd, they'd lock it up. He Remember, it, again, it's full of water, so he's already... Uh, holding his breath then they put it in the lake and then houdini would come to the surface and he'd get out of the <laughs> <can>. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: yes the way that this worked was that the milk can uh the sort of the neck of the can it looked like it was riveted on but it but it wasn't imagine the neck of a, of a human being being the neck of the of the canister right it's loose in there basically but if you try to grab it and pull it up, just pull the the collar basically of this milk can out. You you can't do it. They'd grease it up and like it you, you wouldn't be able to get enough purchase on it to, to get it out uh. by pulling up on it. But Houdini, when he was inside the the can, could just push up on it. Oh. Once the cap was bolted on, just push up on the top of the, the, from the bottom of the cap, and then it would just slide right out.
2: With all the bolts and everything. With all the yeah. bolts and everything yeah.
0: on it. Right. Now, was he holding his breath? Yeah. Houdini could hold his breath for a long time. That was absolutely true. So but by the time that they submerged him in water, he was holding his breath. And, yeah, and yeah. He it would take, like, a minute or two for them to even put him in the lake in the first place. We had to hold yeah. his breath for a long time. Then after holding his breath for a long time, I had agree. to just push up on the thing. But once you had the leverage to just push up on it, the thing would just pop right off, okay. right? Okay. So that was a gimmick. Um, handcuffs. Houdini would escape oh, from yeah, handcuffs. Yeah. Not just any handcuffs. He would say to the people in the town, like, come in with... Tell the police to, to give me a pair of handcuffs and put them on me, and I will escape from them. First of all, if you gave him a crappy pair of handcuffs... He knew exactly. He, uh, I mean, he studied handcuffs. Yeah, like, for years, model and, years, and years. make. Okay. There's only so many handcuffs out there. Yeah. So he might know where to just slam the thing against the ground to get the spring to pop and to get the handcuffs to open. Okay. Right? Okay. He might. He might know how to pick the lock using whatever lock picks concealed on his person. You know, to pick the standard pair of handcuffs because there's so there's only so many standard pairs of oh, handcuffs. Yeah. He had a belt with all the keys on it. Man, asking for the
2: police cuffs is actually pretty smart because it actually narrows down to a more standardized, standardized, yeah. standardized set of yeah. this gimmick.
0: Which is the, this is the best part. So if somebody brought him a totally bespoke pair of handcuffs where he doesn't have a key to these handcuffs on him, they're super big, so they're not cheap, and he can't just pop them. He would say, "Well, I have to examine the key. I must examine the key to these handcuffs." So at this at this point. He would take the key for examination, looking at it, and his assistant would go into the back where he had a buttload of <laughs> other keys yep. in all shapes and sizes. And, find it, and they'd find the one that looks the closest to the, to the key, take that, get it to Houdini. Houdini would say, okay, I've inspected the key. Hand the person back the fake <laughs> <big laughs> key <laughs> while Houdini still has the real key. Wow, that's good. just Unlock it that way. So that's just that's a magic trick. That's misdirection. Part, that's man. part escape yeah. artistry. Actually doing it, but also part that is just straight Smart. up a magic. Yeah, trick. yeah, yeah. man. But the thing that Houdini is absolutely most known for is his ability to escape a straight jacket. Um, mm. I may have mentioned this before on the show. I mean, it's really it's really interesting. But this is the thing that he would do uh-huh. and, and draw jacket is something that they would use to restrain uh, prisoners. Um, and basically just imagine a jacket that goes on backwards mm. and the sleeves are super long and your arms don't come out of them and the sleeves are like closed up. It's like and you're they, giving yourself a hug. Yeah, they yeah. take those sleeves and you know, forcibly wrap your arms around you with those sleeves and tie them off in the back so you're giving yourself a hug. Houdini basically came up with the, the method. I mean, it, there, there's just a sort of standard method for escaping these. But the thing is, he would say... And to make it even more difficult on myself, I'm going to escape this while I'm upside down.
4: Yeah, (laughs) And they'd
0: tie, you know, rope to his legs and hoist him up on a crane and he'd be dangling the spectacle of him dangling up, you know, against the side of a building. By the way, Houdini, if he had his choice of venue for this and he came into the town, would make sure that he was hung up right next to the newspaper's office. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of videos out there that it's like right next to yeah. the office of the Houston Chronicle <laughs> wow. or what I mean, have you. He's yep. not
3: doing this for fun. Yeah, <laughs> for Marketing. Yes. Now,
0: The process was, was twofold. The first thing was... When they were putting the straight jacket on him, Houdini would use a whole bunch of techniques to give himself a whole lot of space inside the straight jacket. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. You know, as they're, as they're sort of wrapping his arms, you know, you can sort of hold some of the cloth and pinch it inwards. Ah, And mm -hmm. then when, when they, when you let go, now you have a lot more slack. Uh, he'd make sure to fold his arms over. Like, not just... Not put one arm more towards his head and one arm more towards, um you know, his feet, but to actually fold his arms over. Mm, stack so then stack more his arms height, up. Yeah. Um, and so then, when he moves his arms, he has more slack. So you want to give your... You want to basically make it so when they're putting the... Ja- oh, also, take a huge breath. Expand mm. your body. Oh. Make it as big, your chest as big as you possibly can to give yourself more space and slack to work with. Then... Once the jacket is on, he would take his stronger arm, his right arm. Basically, you just need to get one arm up over your head because then you can untangle the sleeves and get your sleeve in front of you. And so once you do mm-hmm. that, then it's just a matter of getting all the, the the belts undone. So you want to give yourself as much slack as possible so that you can get one arm up over your head. Hanging upside down... <sighs> Turns out yeah. that Is it's easier? actually a lot easier. Because you, you have gravity pulling down your whole body, so to get your arm over your head, all your bones are sort of being pulled down. Oh, so it's yes. way easier when you're suspended wow. upside down <laughs> yeah. to get your hand over your head in the in the straitjacket.
2: And when you it also probably listen, masks all the wriggling and you know course, clutching yeah. and yeah, and he's, yeah. He's, he's
0: thrashing around and he's dangling and he's going left and right and it looks amazing and yeah. yeah there's a little bit of trickery in terms of giving yourself as much slack as possible and the methods by which mm-hmm. you might do that. But like a lot of it was just, you know, practicing this series of moves and being able to being Get able out to out do of it. it.
2: Yeah. Really. Well, yeah. and Just the yeah. mental focus too, of just to stay calm and not yes. panic. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, that was, yes. Yeah, so I actually was watching a documentary on this and my favorite people, Penn and Teller popped up and, uh, and, and, and they had Penn Gillette explaining and he was just like, A straitjacket is meant to restrain somebody that is not in a good state of mind. And so, if you if you if you have to have a straight jacket put on you, you are probably not going to be methodical enough um, to be able to execute mm. a series of precise moves in to, the order to, to get yourself. yourself. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. just like
1: thrashing. You're like, ah, yeah, right.
0: it's not
2: Hannibal Lecter. It's not. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: Hannibal Lecter,
2: he probably could.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm saying That's like you're not, saying you're not. You're not. You're not oh, dealing oh, with. You're hand. not yeah. going to be Hannibal. Yeah. Lecter. Yeah. 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 Right. 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 <laughs> Oh, can I revise my uh, fictional world?
4: <laughs> <laughs> you want to go? Oh, that's
0: Yeah, I want to be Silence of the Lambs, but I want to be him.
3: Oh, oh be you want to be him? Like, okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay, I have I have a quiz for you guys about escape themed movies. Oh uh, yeah! I wrote it in the middle of the night. I called it "Escapist Escapades," uh, <laughs> subtitled "Stephen King is the master of writing stories about escaping from places that later become movies and a couple of other non Stephen <laughs> King movies." That's a long quiz name. <laughs> so your hint is there are a lot of Stephen King <laughs> King movies in this quiz. Let's do buzzers. All right, buzzers All right. ready. First question, a non Stephen King one. Harold and Kumar escape from here in the sequel to Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. <laughs> Colin.
2: Uh, I think we all know it, but it's uh, Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay. Yes. Guantanamo Bay, Cuba.
1: Where were they originally going?
2: <laughs> oh, I, you know, I've seen that one once years ago. Hmm. Where were they originally going?
1: Amsterdam. Ah, Which uh, makes a lot of sense. It status. does make a lot
2: of sense for Harold and Kumar.
3: A young Elizabeth Moss starred in this TV movie based on a 1975 film based on a novel. Huh.
2: TV wow. Movie TV
3: movie based a t- on
2: a film based on a novel. Yeah. Uh, uh Carrie.
1: No. <laughs> Wait. Oh, do we know Stephen King or not Stephen? No. King? This one is not Stephen. No, King.
3: No. I was just. The, I don't know. I'm, I I'm front loading the not <laughs> Stephen. <King ones.
1: laughs> um, is this? Oh. Is this? Is this
3: sci-fi? Fantasy, and this is a young Elizabeth Moss. Oh, oh it's, so it's like
2: teenage a, or younger yeah. child, even maybe, right? Hmm. And it's
3: about
1: escape. It's oh, in the yeah. title oh. <laughs> Escape from Which Mountain? Yes, yeah. oh. that, has, that has been made into so many things. Goes mm. a novel, and then the movie, I didn't know there was a, a TV movie. movie. Jeez.
3: <laughs> I had it just about the original movie, and then I was like, Elizabeth Moss, what? Of That's a good one. yeah. Mel Gibson is one of the stars of this farm animal-themed 2000 (sighs) animated movie. Oh, (gasps) I remember. Oh, Colin. Is that
2: uh, – it's the chicken one, right? Chicken run?
3: Chicken Chicken run. (laughs) I thought I was like, chicken littles. Trying to escape from the – The the barn? The chicken (laughs) (laughs) process. I understand their motivation. (laughs) This film starring Paul Newman popularized the line, what we've got here is a failure to communicate.
2: Uh Uh, Um, I believe that is a cool hand Luke. Cool hand Luke. With the boss
1: with the silver mirrored glasses. It's the
2: prototypical Uh Southern chain gang. Mm -hmm. Like, like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah.
1: You know, so as, as English, as my second language, I know there's cool as a cucumber and then there's. Cool Hand Luke, and sometimes I would get them mixed up oh. in my head, <laughs> and I think it's either cool as a cucumber as Cool Hand Luke, or the, the vice versa. I was like, oh yeah, the cucumber movie starring. <laughs> cucumber.
3: I always think of it as the hard-boiled egg movie oh. because he like has that contest where he that's has right. to prove a point. He eats
2: cool Hand Lucumber.
3: That's, yeah. that's where that line um, <laughs> "Respect my authority" comes from. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this 1981 sci-fi action film written and directed by John Carpenter. It has a state in the name.
1: Oh, it's about escapes?
3: It's Yes. Oh, that is
2: Escape from New York.
1: Escape from New York.
3: Set in futuristic 1997. (laughs) Yeah. When the president crashes into Manhattan, now a giant maximum security prison, a convicted bank robber is sent to rescue him.
1: And then later, hmm. he goes to the other coast of the country. <laughs> yeah, Escape from L.A.
3: One more non stephen King question, mm. and then the Stephen King floodgates will open. Uh, escape from Tomorrow is a horror film shot on location at
1: this unique spot. Karen. There are two spots, actually. No. <laughs> actually. It was yeah. shot in Orlando, Florida, and in Anaheim, California, because it was shot in the Tomorrowland's of Disney World or Magic Kingdom and Disneyland. That's right. It was a gorilla
3: <laughs> gorilla yeah. movie shoot because um, Disney doesn't usually let people do that, and so I, I guess they didn't even ask if they
1: could do it. That's they, the idea. They, yeah. yeah, that yeah. was that was the, that. I mean, that's part of like the big marketing hype. Is just the dude was so scared of Disney. I mean, he did something yeah. you know not so cool but then he was like editing the movie in another country just yeah. in case he did it in <laughs> south korea yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: the actors had their scripts on their cell phones yeah. and they were using like handheld family style video cameras to shoot it so nobody would notice that they were making a movie have you guys there. all seen it i haven't seen I'm it i the i'm, was a, I'm uh, a little okay. bit scared all right. This now we're entering the Stephen King. Uh, the and elevator uh,
1: opens, blood <laughs> <light laughs> gushes out.
3: <laughs> In this 1987 film, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character must survive a public execution gauntlet staged as a game show. <laughs> I don't um,
2: know what is that's the Running Run- Man. The Running oh. Man. Um, actually, Dana, I believe that was written by Richard Bachman. Richard Bachman.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that
3: was wow. Yeah, wow. loosely based on a novel by Stephen King, Richard <laughs> Bachman. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he still exists as uh, Stephen yeah, King. Yes, yeah. but yes, he you, is. The, he correct.
1: has fully stopped. What's, what's his legal name?
2: Well, He's Stephen King. That was just one that's of his. his that was oh, okay.
1: So it's it's Richard name. So Richard Bachman is a fake name. That's right. Stephen yeah, that's King right. is not the fake yeah. name. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Oh. James Con is held prisoner by Kathy Bates, the original <laughs> oh. stand in this film based on a Stephen King novel. <laughs> Karen, misery, misery. This 1994 film based on a Stephen King novella was nominated for 7 Academy Awards.
2: 94 Oh
3: everybody <laughs> the the
2: Shaw Shawshank Redemption. Redemption.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, oh but also Prison,
2: also Whoa. Prison movie. Yeah.
1: But that wasn't escape though. There's no, uh, it's way.
2: true. Right. And wow. that was like, no, of, there's wait, what no were you physical saying? Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? The Green Mile, but I was like, oh yeah, no. Shawshank. Yeah. Shawshank. Shawshank. I love that movie.
3: It's been the number one movie on IMDb's user-generated top 250 really? since 2008.
2: Yeah, it's been on the number one for a long time. For 10 years yeah. now.
3: Yeah. Good job, you guys. There were more movies by Stephen King, and I was like, am I
1: writing a whole Stephen <laughs> King?
3: quiz and then, nah.
1: but... I have a... A fact. It's it's not a segment. Every time we record, I forget that I've learned this fact, and then I never. Like, it's been like months. It's like years now. Finally, I was like, "Oh, this kind of fits," and I wrote it down. I wrote it down. I was like, "I'm gonna share this fact." So, for people who lose weight, mm-hmm. how does fat oh. leave your body? Do you know how
0: does it escape the body? How does it
1: leave your like when say you I, someone loses? You probably know, but like I it's like when you lose oh, sixty pounds, uh-huh. where did the sixty pounds go?
2: Oh, how does it pass out of your yeah. body? Yeah. Oh, I mean, not just like burned as heat. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I thought well, it was just know. they
1: shrink down, but yeah, Maybe. that's
2: what I thought too. But I, I, I guess I was naive.
1: They actually ask this question to a lot of you know mm, diet mm. coach and stuff. People had mis, mistruths basically. Some mm. people say, "Oh, it converts into muscle. Like no. the cells what? become." muscle. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, like, no, what? Yeah. Uh, some people are like, "Oh, you you poop it out." Well, so that's what people you think. It's it it like out. you poop. You breathe it out. Yep. You breathe ah. in. The vast majority
0: out. is it gets broken down huh. and it leaves as carbon dioxide. Really? So
1: eighty-four yep. percent. So say if, say if you lose ten pounds, eighty-four percent of that is breathed out, and sixteen percent of that is water.
2: I did not know that. By <laughs> way of
1: by sweat. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. But you breathe out. Huh? Mm-hmm. Fat breath. Brusted. Yeah, fat breath.
2: Well, so I admit when we were first uh, brainstorming topics for this episode, like I was sure Karen was going to talk about what I'm going to talk about uh, in a minute here because it's animal-based and I know you love animals, Karen.
1: I sometimes feel yeah. like I do too
2: much. Yeah, this, yeah I so understand. I, like, I understand. Yeah, no, I I, I, I get it. I, I feel you. Um, I have, I was watching a video on YouTube. It's from a couple of years ago, but it's. Have you seen this guy? The guy finds this huge octopus. Oh, on his boat. On his boat, right? And then you know he's kind yeah, of yeah, you know, yeah. and then you see the octopus squeeze through an opening. I mean, it looks like it looks like as if like an elephant escaped through a coffee cup. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like you're like, oh my goodness, how does it do that? I don't know. I just got so I I fell down a whole rabbit hole of octopus. Escapes.
1: They
0: are an amazing hole. animals. <laughs> they, oh, what's that? Not an octopus hole. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a different thing. Yeah, yeah totally shut
2: your yeah. octopus hole. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and maybe I shouldn't be surprised. I mean, like we, I mean, you know, us as trivia fans, and I know we read a, a lot. Like they're smart. I mean, just octopuses in general, and the entire family <laughs> of animal. They are, are, are like,
3: oh, we're smart, but they're smart. <laughs> yeah, <yet." laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I'm starting a new podcast actually with three octopuses. Hey, yeah, oh, yeah, man, they're keeping me on my toes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, they're, Ironic. this is a whole separate topic on its own. Like, we're really just finding out just really how, how smart uh, they yeah. are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, they may have active internal lives, you know, I mean, internal mm-hmm. thoughts, and it's getting, oh, it's, it's, it, it's really people who work with and research and study octopuses. Octopodes, if you prefer, I'm gonna mm. say octopuses. They all say like, no man, these these things they know what's going on. There's a story about um, <laughs> a researcher who was feeding the octopus uh, not fresh food, basically store bought octopus food. You know, uh, not really like you get it safe way. Yeah, you know, you go down I to the pet am- store. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't say store bought, but prepared, let's say. And you okay. know, the octopus wants to catch fresh food, and and so the researcher comes up to the tank, and the octopus, while making eye contact, oh takes the old food. And is shoving it down the drain of the tank that he's in as if to say, Here's what I think if you're not fresh food. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little uncanny. Yeah, how smart they are. And so in addition to uh not just physically being able to get their bodies into, you know, tight holes cuz they're all muscle based or not based they are they're almost all muscle mm. they're smart enough to plan escapes and they're oh, smart enough to yeah. really mm. wait they're smart enough to plan their moment take advantage of a moment and then use their extremely weird uh <laughs> physical gifts to
1: escape <laughs> Yeah so- cuz like Half of the escape is like the physical execution, but you need the strategy and tactics for the other first 50%. So,
2: you know, you might read – so there are stories of like, oh, you know, the octopus got out of the tank, like lifted the tank up and popped it off. And you might think like, okay, well, even like a a really strong fish, a snake could do that as well. Right. There are – you can go find videos of these. Octopuses can figure out how to unscrew lids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are, again, researchers Uh. that put – they screw the lid on and the octopus in – the cups. They've got the yeah. suction cups. They're very dexterous. They can really manipulate. But they mentally can have the conception of, oh, it twists on in this direction. Right. Wow. And I have to unscrew the lid from the in inside the in a very specific way and get out. Mm. So I've got uh, two stories here of Octopus Escape that I just want to just quickly share with you guys. Uh, coincidentally, or maybe not coincidentally, they're both from New Zealand. Um, okay. which I mean i I maybe it's not so coincidental, meaning they do a lot of octopus research yeah. there
4: <laughs> <laughs> <lot of>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so this was an incident from uh just a couple years ago, twenty sixteen of inky the octopus okay. what uh, dumb name i you know, right. I gotta say if it it was clearly not put up for an internet vote, cause it would be like you know inky make ink face if it wasn't yeah right uh, right right, uh inky's tank mate was named blotchy. Yeah. All right. It does sound like maybe right. some children came up with these names. Yeah, no,
3: it
1: was um, a PhD, <laughs> marine yeah. biologist. Yeah.
2: It's short for Inkfirth, actually. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Inkfirth. <laughs> <laughs> Inkington.
2: Yeah. Uh, this was at the National Aquarium. The story of Inky's escape is almost like told in a forensic. Like they had to reconstruct what oh, happened because wow. he made it. He's gone. Like Inky, Inky's left, man. He uh, he was caught in the wild, so they don't know exactly how old he is. He wasn't born in the lab, um, <laughs> okay. so he'd already had some, you know, the street street, real- street yeah, smarts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Some water smarts. Basically, uh, his you know his researchers came into the lab one day, found he was missing from the tank. <laughs> Looking around, can't find him. Look. There's a wet streak oh, across yeah. the floor, uh-huh. suction cup marks on the floor, okay. eight feet away in the lab, okay? So there's a wet streak eight feet away to a tiny little drain pipe. All right, now the opening to the drain pipe is, is just about, I don't know, four inches across, five mm-hmm. inches across. And that drain pipe leads out to the ocean. Whoa! And what Inky did... Is Inky – Inky knew. Inky <laughs> knew this train ride. Yeah, like yeah, exactly.
1: Would they take their chances? Smell it. Close to the trash. Yeah. They
2: came back. So they basically they came in one morning, they found. There was a, a tiny, tiny little crack in the top of the tank. Inky had pushed out, wow. worked his way down the side of the tank, crawled across the floor and and again I want to emphasize waiting until there's nobody in the yeah. lab. Yeah. Like yeah. they're they're aware of like, oh, they're smart enough I'm gonna get caught inched his way across the hole, squeezed his way into the drain hole, and then out to the out, just out to the ocean at large. Yeah, and they had to mm. kind of come in and piece what together. I was, what I was
0: hoping for was that he left the the squishy trail to the drain pipe, but that was a red herring. Yeah, that he dried his were, tentacles when the two of them were looking in the drain pipe. That's
4: <laughs> when he came out and walked out
3: the front door. <laughs> taking their car keys and <laughs> <laughs> their badge, yes. their ID. Yeah, right, yeah, I, yeah, I think Aikki right, stole right, my right. car.
2: <laughs> I love the image of yeah, him getting in the car and all at once, one tentacle's adjusting the rear view mirror, <laughs> right. one tentacle is getting the seat adjusted,
1: the <laughs> like other one's finding popping. finding
2: Dory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just, just gone. Um, and it made the news, of course, in in New Zealand and then ultimately got yeah. picked up by the wire the services around the world. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 the Okta news. a video
3: camera. That would have been amazing to yeah. watch. Security cam. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, I mean,
0: I... I he would have it. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> you're right. You're right.
3: They're like, wait, this is on loop. I'm gonna squirt in some <laughs> ink. This is all like <laughs> <am. laughs>
1: that's all name, really. It's a fake tape. Yeah. It's a reconstructed lab. <laughs> like loops in a weird way.
2: There. Well, so speaking of tape, <laughs> it I found say
1: Bellagio. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, exactly. This is from eight months ago. Yeah. Uh, there, there is a story. Uh, there was another octopus who uh, the, the researchers kept coming in the morning, and the the lights over the tank would be shorted out. And Worked mm-hmm. out and basically, they, they did a little video busting of the thing. And what found out is that he would the, the octopus would come up and intentionally squirt water up at the lights just, just to like didn't like him or whatever. He's like, I'm gonna uh-huh. take care of these lights and put them out. They have a lot of Good. agency, they have a lot of agency. Um, it kind of freaks me out a little It's a all it
3: he's fighting the lights.
2: Another incident in New Zealand. This was uh, at the end of 2008 into 2009. This was at an aquarium in Dunedin. Maybe Dana is our resident New Zealand expert. Yeah,
3: that's the way I've heard it before. We'll go
2: with that. Um, This was an octopus named Sid. And Sid was in the aquarium for about six months. Well, and I guess he, I guess it was was in octopus terms, kind of old. So the the uh, the senior aquarist came into the uh, aquarium one morning, and Sid's gone. So looking around, can't find him anywhere. And unlike the other lab, there's no drain that leads out to the ocean or anything <laughs> like that. that. Yeah, yeah like they're that. looking in cabinets, and you know, again, apparently, th- like in the octopus researcher community, it's like, oh yeah, you got to look everywhere. They can crawl inside a bucket. Oh, they that's can true. they can crawl inside something and pull the door shut behind them, and they wow. can just be like hiding there. Did they just need
3: to baby proof their labs. They yeah. know.
2: Five days later, oh they gosh. found Sid had. Alive? alive, had sort of similar, had gotten into a drainage system that he didn't have open access to, was blocked, just was basically holding himself in there whenever people would come by. I mean, again, we can't really (laughs) get inside his mind, but they were looking everywhere for him and he was hiding out in the tube and they, they think that he was trying to escape out a door. And just knew that he was going to get caught and just plugged and himself just up ha- in the drain and just, and just had the sense to, to hang out there and like, no, I can't, be, I can't be seen out in the open.
3: Like that scene in The Fugitive.
2: Exactly. <laughs> just living there for five days. So they put him back. And a few weeks later, they found the door open again to his tank. He found, they've, so they found him hiding again somewhere in their lab. So he made several more attempts at escaping. Sometimes even when they were people there, like he got, he was pretty brazen. They would come in to clean it and he would try and escape. I guess, uh, his species of octopus, they try to mate. When it reaches
1: oh, the was, end of I their lifespan, like, why are they are they that unhappy? Yeah. Okay.
2: So they were thinking Good. like, oh, you know what? He's probably trying to mate and get back to the water. Yeah. So they they took pity on poor Sid yeah. and they decided to release him back to the wild. Good. Uh, so this is quoting from an independent article: is uh, yesterday afternoon, Mister Crane, the aquarium oh. uh, supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> Sid. Yesterday afternoon, Sid you know, yeah. He goes, well, you know, the British publications yeah. are very formal. Yeah.
3: I know, Mr Crane <laughs> <I> Acknowledge his <laughs> agents.
2: <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday afternoon, Mr. Crane transferred Sid to a plastic bucket and carried him to the water's edge 300 yards away. Even during that short walk – Sid was trying to lift the lid off the bucket. He was
4: like, wow, the whole God. time he's like, let me out,
2: I'm going to escape. And then he was dumped in the ocean. They said they watched him swim away and he was a good healthy color and he was quite happy. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they mm-hmm. he became uh, in the New Zealand press anyway, They were uh, he was a <laughs> Sid the lovesick octopus. I'm never going to keep an octopus as a pet because it's... Well, I don't yeah. feel
1: like they should, yeah, I mean, I, of course these are labs and, you know, doing yeah. research and stuff. It's yeah. not like... You know, They're
2: not holding him to eat them or like something something like that oh man they're amazing amazing creatures Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh and they will flee if you give them half a chance
1: And speaking about escapes, my favorite escape is probably traveling. I love traveling. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, and of course traveling to far places in airplanes. And we've had a, a segment before about airport codes, Colin. Yes. It was your quiz. Yeah, I love airport codes. <laughs> They're so for the ones that you find out the origin. Why is this airport code not like the city name? And yeah, you kind of read about yeah, it. Yeah, and we talked a lot about this in a previous episode. Um, but I found. <laughs> Out another interesting thing about air trafficking in, in airports and airplanes traveling, there are waypoints in the sky, in the air, basically along a route. And that's when the plane will maybe turn a little or go down you know, or yeah, go yeah. up or go down. So those are kind of the, the fixed points. Standardized. Especially important in arrival or departure procedures of planes landing or taking off so you have a whole procedure like okay you're this plane and you have to go to this next checkpoint this Mm. next checkpoint this next checkpoint or like if you're about to land hit this checkpoint if you're gonna do this runway then you have to kind of follow this route uh, with these points and that's where you turn the plane and you descend and whatnot all of them have five letter names interesting this is the important thing, and I want to credit uh, Captain Ken Hoke, whose article I stumbled upon, um, talking about these airway waypoints. They're called fixes, so the points okay. are called fixes. How these names come to be, the local FAA for their airspace will suggest names and there's like a larger central aeronautical information management that kind of approves them. Mm -hmm. And so they have to be pronounceable, they have to be unique, obviously, and can't be controversial or, you know, (laughs) bad word. (laughs) (laughs) And the fun part of this is that Depending on where you are, they theme it. They theme it to oh. the place. A lot of air traffic controllers, they have a sense of humor. They they really come up with things that might spell out a sentence All right. or they're unique to um, you know, the location or the city or the airspace that they're in. Hmm. I've compiled some interesting ones and what I'm gonna do is quiz you guys, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna read out five letter fixed names. All right. And you tell me where you think it is.
3: Okay.
4: So okay, the pen
1: over. and paper you can write down the place but also to help you if you want to write down the letters as I'm reading it okay. to you. Okay. All right. So, first one, there there are two of them. H A V R D. Second one is Y A A R D. H A V R D, Y A A R D. Where do you think <laughs> these waypoints, these fixes are located? What city? Answers up. Chris, you said Cambridge, Massachusetts. Uh, Dana says Boston. Colin says Cambridge, Massachusetts, Boston. It is that area. Yes, I'm looking for Boston. <laughs> Cambridge is fine. Covid <laughs> Covid All right. Next fixed to Give you one. L E B R N. L <laughs> <laughs> E B R N. Alright. Answers up. Chris says Cleveland. Dana says Ohio, Cleveland. Colin says Cleveland, Ohio. You are correct. <laughs> LeBron. LeBron. There's also different variants of different uh, uh Cleveland sports. I am proud of myself for getting a sports one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. You know what? Let's like, like, you know, let's take a step back.
3: Let's take a step back. Shaky I was like I'm Sure. Yeah. No, let's. Uh, well done. Thank of you. course, well done. named
1: after LeBron James, yeah. King James, who plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers.
2: Say good basketball man. Yeah,
1: he yeah. is. <laughs> uh, he plays the basketball. Uh, <laughs> next one. I'm going to give you two fixed names. You tell me the city. H K U N A. H K U N A. <laughs> and the second one is M T A T A. M T A T A.
0: And, okay. We have to write down a city? A city.
2: Okay. Ooh, man. All right. Okay.
1: Okay. (laughs) All right. Chris says Orlando. Dana says Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> Orlando. <laughs> I was thinking to Nairobi.
2: Nairobi. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Nairobi.
2: No, Orlando. Yeah. Like, Orlando is probably more. It says.
1: is Orlando. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. I was like, no. what city in Africa? Africa, yeah. Yeah. Africa is for
2: sure not a. It's like, why would they care yeah. about yeah.
4: Disney's Hakuna, marketing? Yeah, yeah.
1: Hakuna Matata. Also in MCO, Orlando's airport, there's also Piglet, Tigger, Jasmine, Jafar are all uh, huh. Waypoint oh, names funny. So as you're, and also they have Looney Tunes and Universal characters oh as well. Goodness. So as you're a plane and you're descending next time into Orlando's airport, every of those fixes has like the the piglet procedure now of landing through piglet. Uh. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's piglet. I was broadcast that over. Yeah, the I know. Yeah, yeah. I meant,
1: well, United used to have that channel where you can listen to the pilot's uh. air control. Oh, air air traffic control. I don't uh, think they have anymore. But don't like think so. that'd be funny. That'd be yeah. that'd be really funny. <laughs> cool. No, Piglet. <laughs> uh, next one. Uh, tell me the city or the area. I'm gonna give you two. First one. M A K R Z. M A K R Z. Mm. The next one. M A A R K. M A A R K. <sighs> To The city, huh? City. Or area. I mean, there's a smaller city and there's a larger city, and larger city would be easier. Uh, mm. Guess. Alright, answers up. Chris says Kentucky. Dana says Nashville. Colin says Louisville? Louisville? Louisville. But then Kentucky. Yeah. Louisville That's is good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Makers Mark or Makers Mark also in that area, there's Barrel, Mash,
2: <laughs> Distill, <laughs>
1: and Bourbon. Uh, that's good.
2: Maker's Mark, of course, is, a so, famous Kentucky bourbon. Yes.
0: So basically, these all sound like wonderful uh, startup names.
1: <laughs> yeah. They kind of yeah. – when you read them, it, it does. It, yeah. They look so funny.
0: <laughs> totally.
1: All right. And, and of course, we're, we're getting harder as we go.
2: This is okay. great. Okay. I had no it's idea. so uh,
1: interesting. I had no idea. This is fantastic. Um, all right. I'm going to give you three. First one, T-Y-D-Y-E. That's T-Y-D-Y-E. Okay. Next one, G-R-T-F-L. Uh-huh. G-R-T-F-L. <laughs> and the third one, if you didn't get it yet, D-E-D-H-D. D-E-D-H-D. <laughs> what city can you find He's in. I'll wait for Chris. Alright, answers up. Chris says Berkeley. Huh. Dana says San SF Francisco. San Francisco. And Colin, you said San Francisco. It is San Francisco. Oh, SFO. Yeah. Yes. Huh. Tie-Dye, Grateful, and Dead Head. Deadhead. 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 Yep. Named after the famous San Francisco band. Alright, next one. What city? G I N I S. Wait, say that one more time. G I N I S. Okay. To me, they're just like license plate, like vanity. Mm-hmm. When you're trying mm-hmm. to like sound mm-hmm. it out.
2: G. Oh, that's all we get. G
1: I N I S. G.
2: And it's a city.
1: Yes. Huh. She did say they're getting harder. All right, answers up. Chris says, Dublin. Data says, Cape Canaveral. Cape Canaveral. And Colin, you said, London. It is Dublin. Uh, Oh, Guinness. 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 Uh, Guinness. I was like genies. Like, I I dream of genies. Guinness. That makes much
2: more sense. (laughs) Yep, yep. All right. Yep.
1: Um, all right, last one. Give you three. Okay. First one: F R Z Z N. F R Z Z N. Next one: T N D R A. T N D R A. <laughs> <laughs> and the third one. I don't even need it. <laughs> F A V R E. F A V R E. Three waypoints, three fixes, uh, in this general city, located above this general city. <laughs> I guess city, cities can own
0: the airspace. The airspace yes, right? yes, so, yes. I'm not sure.
1: Answers up. Chris says, don't know. Dana says, Antarctica. <laughs> and Colin says, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Colin uh, is right. Uh, Frozen tundra. Sure. And so Brett, Brett yeah. five. I do thought so that was a sports one where I was yeah. like,
3: I don't know, oh, okay. but in frozen tundra, maybe art. In so the, yeah, yeah the
2: Lambo Lambo Field where where the Packers play. It's it's for years and years. It's the the stock phrase is the frozen tundra of Lambo Field, uh, and yeah. it's just like it's it's yeah, it's a, it's like a stock yeah, phrase it's an at this point. Yeah, baseball. It
1: is. Football. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, one last one. It's not a quiz. It's just I thought it was funny copenhagen one of the fixed points is called it sucks but like i don't think it's like i don't think like someone named it because like I-t-s-u-x. I think oh, okay. maybe they're just like you know something <laughs> to say i hope I just, so like, but just see it in all because they're on all caps it's just like it yeah. sucks that's really cool yeah. that's
2: a that's a great oh, bit of trivia and you
1: know one last thing um, what I did was I looked up all our names also to see. Ah. There we have, uh, oh, what, oh, okay. what cities, what cities our names, uh, fall ah. above. Well, you
2: and I have five letter names. Yes. So, yeah. So, so I'll, I, you know, I kind of. <laughs> <well,
1: laughs> me too. I oh, know. yeah, you're right. I have a short da- one. So Dana, I use, a D A N A H. Uh, D-A-N-A-H. Okay. Okay. Dana, but like Dana. And <laughs> Dana. In Dana Point, Orange County, California, USA. Hmm. Wow. Mm and then uh chris you are in uh sh- or you are above with Sheldonville, nebraska wow i <laughs> wow, got a good one chris uh, yeah it's yeah. not, not
2: christmas island
1: colin you have uh erica virginia okay <laughs> Then, look, it's it's really fun. It seems like that would be Erica. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all, you know. well, Erica could be. Yeah, you know, because they're, they're, oh, okay, okay, they're, right, right. they're multiple. Okay, okay, got it. They're multiple fixed points for an area. Okay. Multiple. Okay, so it could be okay. you know, one. and then uh, uh, and Karen is in uh, Benefit, North Carolina.
4: Huh. Huh. So, That's a nice so, yeah,
1: there you go. Yeah, I like this. I you know yeah. I encourage everybody calm. to go look up, see your name or your last name, or spell different things and see what's available. Yeah, awesome. I don't know what you're going to do, but. Well,
0: immediately what, what jumped to my head was okay, so, I mean, Karen, you and I, um, there's, there's a dividing line in a good job brain. There that is a dividing here. line. <laughs> there's people who do not play escape rooms, <laughs> and there's people who play a lot of escape rooms. Like, a um, lot. Like a, a whole lot. Like so Karen, all of them. You and I love to play escape rooms. We have our own hardcore team. I, yeah. I had no idea that escape rooms would become this popular. I mean, of course, there's many, many, many different kinds of escape rooms. but They generally all boil down to you and a team are put into a room um and you have to solve puzzles with the things in that room in order to in general you have to you solve some final puzzle that will give you a key that lets you escape the room once you that get outside of the room
1: literally let you, you know, yeah.
0: open the door i mean no matter where you go there's probably an escape room in that city, even if it's a small city in the United States. There's probably one or more or 20 different escape rooms that you can go and do anywhere. Virtually all the knowledge I have about escape rooms has come from you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I've well, done we've,
3: it a couple times, of but your I'm your not family, yeah. hardcore like
2: you guys. <laughs> yeah, you right. yeah. But
0: Colin, you have just been like, no, not my thing. It's,
2: it's one of those things where I almost would like it too much. Like, I think I would get frustrated by it. I mean, Karen, I, you, you and do. I talked about that you before. Do. Yeah. But it's I maybe maybe you know what I'm yeah. you know now that I'm a dad you know uh, my tastes are changing yeah, yeah exactly <laughs>
3: you're frustrated by anything, so that's what I'm like, oh. so
0: and no, I, okay. I would have to imagine that there's that there's a lot of good job brain listeners out there who do escape rooms or might be thinking about doing escape rooms or I I feel like it would be uh, a nice idea to pass down to you guys some of the mm. escape room tips yeah, yeah. that we have. Learned or had to learn the hard way in our time doing escape rooms. So here we go. Your good job, brain escape room tips segment. I'm going to break this down into a few categories. First category being before you even start the escape room. Um, number one, don't get drunk beforehand. A lot of people think they think, oh, well, yeah, let's do some pre gaming. Let's have some drinks before we go in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's fun. Hanging out with friends. Yeah, you're not going to have a good time. This is asking you to actually, like, do puzzles and test, <laughs> you know, your mental ability. Like, you don't want to... Before a Yeah, yeah cloud And, and
2: usually, appreciate. if not always, under a timer,
0: too, yeah, under right? A timer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Does, yeah. It's and, more like a sport. Like, yeah. you wouldn't
3: drink a bunch before you play a basketball. big game. You're really ball supposed basketball. to
0: be... You have to be organized and methodical <laughs> to do these. Like, and you're not organized and methodical. So don't do that. It's probably not a good idea. Drink after. Um, whether you win or lose, you'll want to go and drink, so just do it then. Um, consider having a team. Consider getting, you know, a bunch of friends together. I mean, the first time I ever did an escape room, it's like a few of us bought tickets for the room. Then they put us in with six strangers. And mm-hmm. it's you need to be a functioning team to solve uh, yeah, these things, yeah. Yeah. and you can't can, do that when you're that's, just. That's like, that's the that, that was, was a big barrier, be yeah. yeah.
1: Because then you get kind of harped on on like, oh, I don't want to yell at these people. Yeah, or, you don't like, want to yell at
0: like, you have to. It has to be people you're okay with yelling at. I'm yeah. fine with yelling at Karen. You know, yeah. What I mean? but, <laughs> yeah. but I would. But or or you don't. You don't want to be
2: the over-competitive jerk with somebody who's just there to have a good time.
0: It's gonna be best if you. Book the entire room for just you and your group and find a group. Make a Facebook group. Get all your friends involved. Figure out that kind of thing. Um, you know, meet up beforehand, uh, especially if you haven't done a whole lot of escape rooms. And if there are people who have done them, but there's people who haven't, mm-hmm. you know, get together like an hour beforehand and sh- talk and share and like, <laughs> you know, strategize and go down the list of, you know, general good rules and tips and things like that. Just so everybody's kind of on the same page as far as what's going to happen. You can't anticipate. The idea is you don't know what's in there. But, like, you know, just talk about it beforehand. Also, schedule some time for afterwards, whether you go out drinking or not. Like, everybody's going to want to debrief. Everybody's Uh, going to want to talk about it. That's the fun part, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So schedule that time for afterwards. Um, Do puzzles outside of escape rooms, you know? Like, learn how to do puzzles and things like that. Because even if that exact puzzle is not in the exact room, being able to think in terms of puzzles.
3: This is advice for becoming a championship level Escape room team.
0: <laughs> right. Imagine right. imagining
3: my parents being this hardcore.
0: And <laughs> yeah, they would not be able hardcore. to be. We like to win. <laughs> like, yeah, um, yeah. You, you see the pieces and you go, oh, I know what this is. Mm. Or you'll be able to look at something and be like, oh, this is going to be a Sudoku board. Yeah. You know, yeah, once yeah. it's all filled in. That, that, that kind of a thing. Yeah. So once you get in there, okay, you get in there, timer starts. Prob- I mean, again, all escape rooms are different. But, yeah. like, in general, the first thing you want to do is search the room thoroughly. Thoroughly search the room. (laughs) You want to look up high and you want to look way down low. Um, if it's not bolted it down, pick it up. early. Well, they yeah. usually
1: have rules. They're like, okay, the furniture is not part of it, okay. Game. So please okay. don't flip <laughs> over the couch. Yeah, please Just don't unscrew in the table. Some rooms you listen do. Oh, yeah, Some rooms you they have they to say. break open this IKEA furniture, and there's a clue inside the screw ball. You know, like yep. it's, it depends.
0: <laughs> you do have to, yeah, you do have to really yeah. take stuff apart. I mean, here's here's what a rookie does. A rookie goes into the room, sees a chest of drawers with two drawers in it, like an IKEA nightstand or something. locks of IKEA furniture in these rooms. <laughs> in the way. Sees sees a nightstand with two drawers on it. Opens up drawer number one, looks inside. There's nothing in there. Opens up drawer number two, looks inside. Oh, there's a there's a key in there. Takes a key out. You know, puts it on the table. Closes the drawer. Sounds good, right? No. Horrible, 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 horrible. (laughs) What you need to do is we need to take the drawer and remove it entirely (laughs) from the chest of drawers and then take the second drawer and then remove it entirely. Because the the problems you've now Mm. caused are, number one, if you open up the drawer, look and put it back, if something is taped To the underside of the Mm. thing, you're not going to find it. If something's taped underneath the drawer, you're not going to find it. If something is on the floor, Mm. covered by the chest of drawers below drawer, drawer, you're not going to find it. So you have to take the drawers out. The other thing you've done, if you look in there and you close the drawers, how do all of your other teammates know to not come over? Mm. Because they'll waste their time one by one by one opening up the drawer, (laughs) looking in and closing it again. So take (laughs) it all out. Look at everything. Get on the ground. Stick your head in the now empty chest of drawers. Look up, look down, look all around. Look behind it. (laughs) If there's a big sign saying don't move the furniture, if they tell you before you go in, don't move any furniture, fine. But if they don't tell you that, Take the thing and pull it away from the wall. There might be something behind it. Look underneath. Look on the underside of all yeah. the drawers. And then, for the love of God, don't put it back together. <laughs>
2: Leave it all out. There's two kinds of errors, right? There's the seven people all ignoring it. But there's also seven people all finding the same thing, which is oh, yeah. also a waste of time. Yeah. Too. Yeah, totally. yeah.
0: <laughs> um, my solution has always been yell really loudly everything that you're doing. Uh, maybe that's not the best thing for everybody. Talk through Everything that you are doing, everything Mm -hmm. you find, if you find something, if you find a combination lock on a safe in something, be like, everybody, I found this safe with a combination lock on it, Mm -hmm. and I'm putting it here in the table, and the combination lock is four digits, you know, like, talk it out, because there's so many times when somebody will find something and then not say anything, and then like half an hour later, you know, somebody's like, Did anybody figure out where to put this combination? And somebody's like, oh, yeah, there's a keypad and it's, uh, you know, tell us all, you know, you you really have to share all of the information with everybody and make sure that not only are you Hmm. listening to everybody else, but you're also talking through everything in a way that that. Nobody can say, "Oh, well, I didn't know that was going right. to Hear that?
2: Which yeah. is sort of, I mean, related to our general rule at Pub Quiz too, which
0: is talk it out. Don't
2: just say it out loud. Make yep. sure at least one other person on your team heard you
0: say it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, was I looking in your eyes Uh and did you see my mouth moving (laughs) when that happened? I said that! Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. I didn't hear you.
0: Um, Be really neat and organized. I mean, one of the things that we kind of developed immediately was have a discard pile. Like, if something is just a red herring, you know, is not something that's a clue or just some piece of junk, like, put it all in one corner (laughs) into one pile. Uh, Also, I mean, again, (laughs) if they give you pens and clipboards, there might be stuff in the pens. You know what I mean? There might be oh, stuff wow. on the clipboards. There okay. was one game we went into where they they you know put name tags on all of us and there was stuff in the name, name tags. Uh, you know, no, that that kind of so thing. Sneaky. Brute force is also something to think about. What I mean by brute force is if you have Three digits of a combination lock, you, just, you know, you can just try the other ones. If you have two digits of a four-digit, um, you know, of a four-digit dial number thing, yeah. Yeah. it's only a hundred numbers you have to go through. Right. You can do that in two minutes. Right. Like, just have somebody who's not solving the puzzle just try it. Yeah. to Try to do it, because maybe you can open it up. <laughs> and also, just just keep the big picture in mind. Like, always ask yourself, like what is it that we're trying to do? Somebody should, at least one person should be looking at what's called the meta puzzle, you know, because (laughs) typically you go into the room, there's all kinds of stuff and you're going to find like, solutions to six different little puzzles that you're going to enter into a grid, you know what I mean? And then oh. you're going to put them into a grid and that's going to give you one big, you know, solution. And that's going to let you get into maybe the second room or something like that. Think big picture. Think about what you need. What is it we are trying to do? Right, And, and that's something that you will just figure out through experience. There's a lot of things you're going to learn through experience. What is a good bit of lateral thinking and what is way too much. You know, yeah. like what is a good like, oh, this grid is the same size as that grid and this grid has circles in it and that grid has letters in it and then we're going to overlay them and the circles will be on the yeah. letters. Yeah. Like yeah. that's so we're, that's we're, great. We're that's that really room. smart. Yeah. But then some people who are just like, okay, we need a five letter password and there's a hundred books on the bookshelf. So I'm, so I'm going to look on page five <laughs> of every book and pick yeah. the fifth letter on page five. It's like, that's, no. that's not (laughs) A couple other things. If you're working on a puzzle and you're having a hard time... You know, give up. Like, just let <laughs> yeah. somebody else do it. Don't get so ingrained in working on this one puzzle that you're not able to solve that you can't just pass it off to one of your teammates and say, Hey, why don't you look at this? Yeah. Um, the corollary to that rule is if one of your teammates is like 85% done solving a puzzle, you do not need to stick your nose into the process <laughs> so that you can feel, well, well, I helped solve it too. It's like, if they're off to the races, just let them finish it. Go do something else. And this is where they knowing your team, in know, yeah. know your know your I mean, teammates the thing is,
1: the thing is like at, at almost every puzzle room you're kind of being tossed into the unknown and usually there's like seven puzzles to do at the same time and it's not a linear oh we do this one together and we do this one together teams break off two people work on this two people do that mm-hmm. two people mm-hmm. do that and it's like it's all happening at once and so there you know there are times when like you don't know what the other team is doing but right. it's fine They're they're on it yeah that's if you trust your team well
0: you have yeah, to. Yeah. And you have to trust your team. And you have to and, and you have to really you also really have to develop it. That's why you have to build your own team. You yeah. Know, that's you do. why you, you must do this.
3: Family members aren't always like the Might best. Be
0: good. Nope. Puzzle solve. Um and, and honestly, I mean here's the thing escape rooms are exploding in popularity. Not everyone who designs an escape room right? should. <laughs> um there are some puzzles that are like, okay. I could explain to you why this is a bad puzzle yeah. and it's not just the fact that I didn't get it. Like Excellent. there's there's some issues with this with this puzzle design. That so sometimes you do want to do hints. If you all get together and you agree that you you will ask for hints, you know, during the process if you get stuck. The best tip about hints is just just make sure you kind of do it earlier. If it's early in the mm-hmm. game and you're stuck on something and you're really feeling frustrated about something, just ask for that hint a little bit earlier. Don't wait until Five minutes, you know, yeah. before time is up, to ask for your first hint because it's gonna be too late at that point, and you're gonna be frustrated. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, so those are just some of the things that we've learned.
1: Uh, know how to use a tape recorder or a tape tape player, <laughs> a, cus- a cassette well, tape, tape player.
0: And that happened to you, yeah. <laughs> right? My
1: friend James, we did a rando room. Uh-huh. Like we thought it was just gonna be us two in a room. We're like, that's fine. Then we got. Paired these fifteen-year-olds, mm-hmm. uh, very sweet kids, very smart kids. But at the end, for the meta, you had to play a tape. You unlock a tape player, and then you had this tape you found earlier. They didn't know how to use it because they've never <laughs> encountered <laughs> a cassette tape before, and it was very cute. I'm sure they and they're putting it on a different way, work. and we're like, "No, it's okay. Well, we'll put it in." And they're like, "We don't know what this is." We're like, it's yeah. okay." We well,
0: it we can I it. mean, so basically, escape rooms are designed so that you you should not have you, you do not have to bring in any like esoteric outside knowledge i hope that you also we're really intense
1: it. if you didn't we're super I mean, intense we are
0: yeah, super don't intense do them with it. us yeah. like it's not <laughs> it's like when like, well,
3: uh, you're like we don't like to ask for hints it was like you easily could have guessed that that not. was the, <laughs> that was gonna be the we're pretty intense
0: yep
1: all right. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. I uh, hope you learned a lot of stuff about escape rooms, about octopodes or octopuses and octopies, <laughs> uh, escape movies and also, uh, fix names. Make sure to, to look up where your fixed name is, yeah. uh, in, in the air, in the sky. And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and on our website, goodjobrain.com. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.